Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I am great, my friend. How are you? I can't complain. We have uh, NBA basketball is back, David. Uh, this will now be, we'll have NBA basketball on every day, pretty much from now until June. Um, so it's exciting for uh, basketball fans out there in the world. We had media day uh, at the beginning of the week. Uh, funny stuff coming from there. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I wanted to start off the top, uh, David, talking about um, an interesting post from Lauren Holiday, a uh, former U.S. women's national team soccer player, also the wife of new Boston Celtics guard Drew Holiday. Um, and I thought she had some really interesting comments, and I, I titled it in the doc, um, you know, it's always personal. And I, I, I took that from a couple of different things, which I'm sure you'll remember as a, as, as a, as a movie buff. You remember in Godfather after the Don gets shot and Tom Hagen, who plays, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Victor du- uh, Robert Duvall plays Tom Hagen, says to Sonny, Sonny, your father wouldn't stand for that. It's his business. It's not personal, Sonny. All right. And, and then and then later in the in the in the same episode of uh, in the same movie in Godfather where Michael wants to do something and he says to Sonny to, to shoot the, the police captain. It's not it's not uh, personal, Sonny. It's just business. And. It's funny, right? Because it's always personal, right? And uh, another another uh, pop culture reference I'll make for a show I know you watch, Boardwalk Empire, uh, when Jip Rossetti, played by the wonderful Bobby Cannavale, was kind of like this mobster, but like kind of people always assume he's kind of dumb and slow on the uptake. And they'd always make fun of him and tell jokes. And they'd always say to him, oh, you know, it's just a joke. Don't take it personal. And, and then Jip would say, but we're all people, right? So how are we supposed to take it? And that's ultimately, right? She's talked so Lauren Holiday talked about being traded and she it's it's the business and the people behind this. And, you know, fans often don't think about it in that way. Players getting moved. It's, it's more than a player getting moved. Right. It's a family. It's foundations they set up. It's all these things. And I thought, you know, amazing, amazing point by her. And she was made very clear, David, just like to say it's not about sympathy. Right. I'm not asking for people to feel sorry for us. It's more than that. It's 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 just never business. And. One part of the quote, she says, I'm sharing this so people can see the humans behind the business transactions. Because contrary to cliche, it's personal, meaning there are people's lives that are affected. It's never just business. On Wednesday, my husband took a nap. He woke up to news that he had been moved. No warning, no heads up. Not even a conversation that it could be a possibility. Just it's done. Now move on because it's, it's not personal. It's business. And I just thought, you know, and she put a lot of other great stuff out there about, you know, how the the Bucks' wives, who she knows, or who have been important to her, her kids, and they just started school and they're super young, like all these things that are just important. And it's not just all right, Drew's on the Celtics now, cool. It's a whole different disruption that has to happen for people behind these things. Yeah, there's a lot to to unpack with that because uh, th- this is not something we don't see in the real world, with one exception. If you are working for Marriott and they and you want to be promoted, that job opening may only be in Wichita, Kansas, and you've been in Boston, some great city, whatever. You don't have to take it. You can stay where you are and not get promoted. Mm-hmm. You can leave mm-hmm. the business. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the company. Right. And, or it also can change professions. Mm-hmm. In this case, the NBA is just trading contracts. Mm-hmm. It's a business for them. But players are creatures of habit, creatures of routine. It's super important to get that routine. 
And that, and, and then uh, as anyone who has kids know, routine is so helpful in raising your family. I always thought it was. Um, and all of it is incredibly disrupted. And that's not to say that Drew isn't excited about having a chance to compete with Boston. But meanwhile, he did do pretty well with Milwaukee. They won a bunch of games too. Um, you know, having to get to know people for the first time again. And then who knows? He might decide to, decide to sign somewhere else, and now he's got to do it all over again. He's already mm-hmm. played for a number of teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot to it. I don't know how Milwaukee could have done anything differently other than they probably should have told him According to what she is saying, mm-hmm. they were not given a heads up. I think months ago, they should have said, uh, we, we have no idea what's going to happen. We aren't looking to trade you. That doesn't mean it's not possible. I think Drew probably already knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, we always tell our, our people, uh, well, I always tell my young players, uh, never buy anything. Rent everything in the city because you could be gone tomorrow. There's lots of things that happen that can happen. Don't get comfortable in any one city. Don't and don't you dare think you can build a home. And I don't mean just the structure, the home. This is as I told my wife, I, you know, home to me is just being with her, and we'll figure it out from there, right? Well, that's how it's got to be because you could be out tomorrow, and uh, that doesn't mean it doesn't pr- provide stress because it does. Uh, she's not playing for Boston; Correct. he is. Right. And, but if she, you know, she wants to keep a family together. So I'm glad that I don't think the average fan cares, to be honest with you. So I don't really care much for the average fan to begin with anyway. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care about me. They don't care about the players. It's just their joy. Yeah. None of else matters, right? right? But that she's a human being and she's reminding people that, you know, we're, we're uh, affected by this. You know, it is it's the business we're in, which is the, I probably use that line more than anything else. This is the business you're in. When I talk to players or agents or coaches, doesn't mean you have to like it. It's one of the negatives of it. There's a lot of positives. Yeah, for sure. No, and I thought again, just it was a, a great, a great reminder on her part, right? Because that that stuff matters, and it is often, you know, we here at Sure Hoop and other people that that we associate with recognize that. But yeah, for most fans, they don't think about it that way. And you know, look, I think in the world we don't often think about others right <laughs> in, in in that way and i think it's important that we remember that you know this is a, an interconnected thing and it's not just all right this contract's getting moved who cares we're going here there's there's more to it than that so yeah. uh again um they have you know benefits the holidays do that will allow them to make this transition um smoother than many other people in in, in the world that they are forced in a similar situation um, i can talk about that if you want sure sure I mean, basically, so they'll have a hotel to stay in. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say it's 30 days uh, at the team's expense. where um, And then there'll be a, a member of the uh, Celtics who will put them with realtors or realtor mm-hmm. and start showing them around. And you'll, you'll get an idea of just like any corporation that would move you. Mm-hmm. What's your budget mm-hmm. to rent? Again, not to buy. Mm-hmm. To rent. Where do you – here's the areas our players normally live. Here's some other areas maybe you'd want to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the budget you're talking about. Here's the school uh, systems have, like and like just what mm-hmm. say, they, have, they have kids in school. Mm-hmm. So here's the school systems. Here's the rec center. Here's the little leagues and basketball, you know, leagues and all of that football, whatever they're doing, all that, all that stuff chimes in. I, I would imagine his wife will handle most of that because he's in training camp now, mm-hmm. which isn't ideal. You know, that you want to be a team. <laughs> yeah. The last thing, yeah. as if you're a partner, like, like I have one, I, I don't dictate much. We collaborate. 
Well, Hitru's going to be busy. He's got to learn a bunch of stuff for this new team. All the same actions, all sorts of different terminologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but nonetheless, that's what they have to do. And then she made a point, I believe, because I sent you the quote, let's mm-hmm. talk about this today, and you already agreed to do it. You'd already put in the document. Um, I don't know how old their kids are, but like, man, there's some stuff going on there. First you know, grade maybe, and preschool. So young. Yeah. Yeah. So they might be shy. Maybe they're not shy. Um, we were big believers as parents in our kids moving. We, we changed. My kids are going to finish. The, the, well, they're, they're going to be finished with this college they started with. It'll be the only time they ended at a school they started with years before. Mm. We changed elementary schools. We changed middle schools. We changed high schools. And we were not afraid to do that because we thought it'd be good for them to figure stuff out. And we weren't happy with the schools they were at originally. Uh, but that doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. The holidays may feel differently. Mm-hmm. This is the life they are. This is the business they're in. But nonetheless, they've got to look at the schools and maybe one's got a talent at this or this. Is there a gifted program? Is there a jazz or band program? You know, whatever. So she'll handle a lot of that, I'm sure, as he deals with basketball. And then they'll do a nice job. This te- the better teams do this, Gerard. They will have like an ambassador at the home games. And they'll take the holiday family like they babysit them for a period of games. This is where we have this, this is where we, and you just be with them. Or, hey, I'll be over here. If you need me, just text me and I'll guide you everywhere else. So that the yeah, the, the the new garden, whatever it's called now, TD Waterhouse, whatever, uh, it becomes more familiar with her, right? She knows Milwaukee like, like, it's, like it's her own place. So now for the city and for the arena, so they feel more comfortable, which is, it's a nice thing that the better teams do. Yeah, no. And, and it's important. The other thing to mention too, um, guys, is that, you know, there's the, the healthcare side of this. Uh, many of you may know Lauren Holiday suffered from a brain tumor in 2015 or 16, I want to say, right after she'd given birth to, I assume it's, if the ones in preschool, it's their oldest child, the one in first grade. Um, so she's been doing well since, but no doubt anytime you've had that kind of, uh, health situation you have specific doctors and people you speak to now boston uh has incredible medical centers and but, but there's gonna be a transition right to new docs and whomever and what she needs to do there so there's a lot of things that go into just it's not just hey jews in boston now cool let's 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 start it up and see how many games we're gonna win a lot of things happening behind the scenes and this david is and you can speak to this about the mind of an athlete um and i don't know if you know this i'll bring this up too Damian Lillard uh, has filed for divorce from his wife, who was uh, his college sweetheart, um, no. five days after he was traded uh, to to Milwaukee. Um, and, you know, th- all these things are things that affect people. Like, I know we all like to think these athletes are superhuman, but you can speak to, David, like how they're – the reason why they are where they are is their discipline, and they're able to, for whatever the period of time to get my work in or whatever – is the best ones can lock in and just focus on that thing because that's sanctuary from the chaos happening outside in the real world. I mean, they definitely, you know, they have some athletic talent typically. They obviously have a love for the game and and they train their ass off at it. Um, But they're as human as anybody else. And um, I'm lucky enough where I just, I can see them as human beings because, you know, know I know their babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I told their babies and had a million meals with them. And it's it's as ordinary as any other relationship you'll ever see. They just happen to be extraordinary at something, you know? Um, I remember I remember um, uh, hearing a producer for Oprah Winfrey was asked, 
who who is the most down to earth uh, uh, celebrity they ever had on the Oprah Winfrey show. This was going back, you know, a number of years. I can give you a hundred guesses. You'll never guess it. <laughs> You'll never guess it. I'm sure. She said it was she said it was Britney Spears. Interesting. Long before all the crazy shit happened. Uh, fame can affect you. Fame can really uh, change you. Henry was telling me yesterday about uh, po how power can change people. For sure. We all know money can change people. Fame, celebrity, power. Um, and so I'm lucky enough where I've not dealt with that a whole lot. I've dealt with that a little bit, not a whole lot. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't know what's going on with Dame. It's a weird sense of timing. It also may have just been pure coincidence sure, sure. right we don't know and i really i don't care it could much have been happening that. over time and it just when it got filed right. it got filed when it got yeah. filed yeah uh may have been you know i'm not leaving portland mm -hmm. this is my home this mm -hmm. is where our home is whatever and and he's like well i'm going and and i'm not coming and the kids are staying here okay we're divorcing you know mm -hmm. you never know my dad was a divorce lawyer for a long time he told me he didn't tell me many stories he told me some never mentioned names but um yeah, it's. I didn't know this. It makes me sad. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lonely existence in the NBA, and it, it, it really helps to have a partner, I think. And um, my, I, uh, uh, Gerard, I've coached a lot of single men who don't want to be single, but they just have a hard time trusting. Uh, it's not a surprise that Dame married his high school sweetheart. College, yeah. They mm -hmm. end, college sweetheart. Mm -hmm. They end up frequently trusting the girl that they – trusted when they were nobody when they were nobody mm -hmm. yeah it's it yeah, i get it i totally get it um i've known men you know my age that are in wife number two and wife number three that are very successful and they it is a real question for them is does she love me for me or does she know i can take care of her her bills and she'll never have to worry about it you know paying a bill on time or whatever again that's a factor um i mean i know a lot of people like like who have been married twice and think about that with their current wife or, or the future wife um yeah, it's something to think about when Damian starts playing this year. He's he's not a psychopath. It's going to affect him to some degree. It's going to affect him, and he'll do whatever he can to block it out. And they're normally pretty good at that. They're normally pretty good at when I'm. It's a it's a. I talked to a player two nights ago. Uh, the game is a respite from his life. Mm -hmm. it, it was when he was growing up very poor or mm -hmm. poor. Uh, it was a and he was not from this country. It was a respite. Mm -hmm. It was an escape. And so I reminded him that it still is. That the drama of this game and this league doesn't have to follow you under the court. The challenge is to find, I literally said, find your joy on the court mm -hmm. when you're there. Erase all the distractions. You'll deal, they'll be there when you get done. Mm -hmm. When the game is over, you'll deal with whatever you have to deal with off the court. But mm -hmm. focus, it's easier said than done, but that's what you want to do. No, yeah. You know, it, it, when you said that, it made me think of something when the, the player you mentioned who said, it's a respite. Uh, it reminded yeah. me of something that Kevin Durant always says is about getting lost in the game when he's on the floor. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. That, and you know, this is probably why he loves playing basketball so much, right? Because when he's on yeah. the court and doing that, ain't nothing else he's thinking about but whatever I'm doing here. And, you know, again, yes, these guys are super rich and they are super extraordinary, but it doesn't mean that shit isn't like chaotic everywhere else in their life and like things they'd rather not deal with. It's really good advice uh, to to be able to do something that you love to do. It's more important to be good at it. You, you tend to be good at something you do like, at least at least to some degree. Um, I told you uh, last month I had to do a brain MRI. It was 13 mm -hmm. minutes long. And I was a little bit like, what the fuck am I going to do for 13 minutes in this little machine? <laughs> uh, 
And um, I decided I'm going to, this was back in, uh, this was early September, Labor Day weekend. Yep. I had to, um, I named uh, all five, I thought to myself, I'm going to name all five yeah. starters from all 30 teams, right? And I got seven deep, pretty much all of them. And I swear, I felt like I was in there for four minutes. <laughs> and uh, I, it was a, I'm, 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 I actually didn't go through, and in that, in that 13 minutes, I'm not sure I went through all of them. But I also had to sit and wait for someone to wheelchair me back, even though I could walk just fine in hospitals. They don't you do that right. stuff. Um, so I went through all of it ultimately. And uh, it was nice to be able to just go there and and not feel any stress. And it turns out everything was, you know, they said my brain was not the one of a 58-year-old man, which is good news. I uh, was younger than that. So, um, yeah, there's the, I'm, I'm jealous I can't do it at 58 to go play. That's why I love swimming. I haven't even talked to you about that. I'm such an idiot. No, you, you do. Have, you talk about it. I have, but I have. I could get some advice. Oh, from you. yeah, I'm really, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing. You know, I'm. I, I, yesterday I did last two days. I did 60 laps, which is not 25 meter laps. Okay. My pool is half that size. Okay. But um, I'm also not trying to make the Olympics. <laughs> I'm just adding cardio to my walking as it is and push-ups, yeah. whatever. Um, but I re- I I looked at the the earbuds you, that are waterproof, mm-hmm. and I said no. I, I'm enjoying yeah. the focus on form. Yeah. I do think about basketball sometimes. If I'm in yeah, a good groove, I can let my mind escape. Yeah. It's a it's a pleasure. My I don't even read my phone outside. It can't ring. <laughs> I can't even if I think of sending a message, I can't do it. It's in my office right. in my house. I really like that, and so that's what it is for a lot of these players, yeah. and has been. Yeah. If it, I mean, remember when Udonis Gerard? Remember Udonis talked about he basically cussed out all the spring breakers for coming to Miami. Mm-hmm during COVID because mm-hmm. at that point we didn't realize you're pretty much safe outside, yep. although they were so jammed together, maybe not. And he's like, we got people here that are be locked in. They have to be locked in because of you and they are not safe at home. And so uh, that's what basketball has been for a lot of people who really don't have homes that are homey mm-hmm. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like rich or poor, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can really be in a bad situation when you're home. So you don't want to be home. And basketball is that great escape, and it's uh, as is sports and music, yeah, or whatever. For sure. um, and and for these players, very much it is. And yet, like you said, it's it's personal, no matter what. When you're having to change uh, locations and bring your family with you, it's easier when you're single. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also tougher when you get there because you're still dealing with everything on your own. No, that 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 is well said. And uh, no, I I just thought that what Lauren had brought up was so important to talk about. And I I'm glad we actually started started the the, the show yeah. talking about this. Um, David, in, in Milwaukee, there is some concern or some misinformation going on about one Chris Middleton. Uh, Eric Name, writer for The Athletic, who covers the Milwaukee Bucks, um, he posted on his ex, formerly Twitter, um, you know, uh, a back and forth uh, reporters had, the assembled reporters had during Bucks training camp this week about the status of Chris Middleton, who was not full go in practice yesterday, which was Wednesday. So a question was asked, was Chris able to go today? And this is Adrian Griffin responding, not live on court, but he's been very productive with his individual workouts and he's been working his way towards getting back to more five on five live basketball. Next question. So what's he done the last few days has not been a surprise to you because he said he had no pain and feels great at media day. No, no, no. We got time on our side. We're just being smart and he's working diligently to get back to the game plan. So that's the game plan. What's ailing him? Does it have to do with the knee? Just us being smart, just not rushing the process. He's doing great. Is it fair to say that the plan is October 26th, which is the start of the season, Chris will be ready to go just day by day, just taking it one day at a time right now, but he's progressing beautifully. We're just being smart right now. And it kind of goes back and forth with this whole, like, Adrian never addresses any kids. On the, what kind of problem? What are you? What injury? What are you talking about? You know, look, 
coaches often have fun at media members' expenses, not telling them issues about injuries because they don't really want to let let that information out. Um, the point is, is that Middleton did not do full work uh, at practice on Wednesday. And as reporters that cover the team, they want to know, well, Chris said on media day, everything's fine. He feels great. Why is he not doing five-on-five work? And the question that was asked later, is it true he's not been cleared for five-on-five work? And Adrian didn't answer it again. Adrian Griffin did not answer it again. Um, look, I don't want to get crazy and sound the alarm, but, mm, you know, something to keep an eye on because if Milwaukee is going to be a champion this year, yes, they have Dame and they have Giannis and we know all that. Chris Middleton has to be close to the player he was in 2021 when they won the NBA Finals. Uh, if he is not, and he's had two straight seasons past, post that that have been injury plagued, this is problematic for them. I wish I could say I was surprised. I'm not. Uh, I thought Adrian handled it very poorly. This I is I, the, the, this is management should be involved. Adrian just said, you know what? I'm I only play the guys when I'm told they could play. Mm-hmm. Talk to management. Talk to our doctors. Right. Uh, this is or talk to management. They'll tell you what they can tell you. Um, but the way he answered these questions, now everyone knows is a problem. Mm-hmm. He could have just said, or management just could have said, the knee's not 100% yet. He could easily play right now. But why Why would we right. make him play before it's 100%? Yeah. So he's out you know, indefinite. We don't know. Uh, it's going to be a story either way when he starts missing games. They handled that poorly. Mm-hmm. But um, it, this is why I said they should you know, surgically Dismantle. take down this mm-hmm. team. Um, Dame and Giannis are great together for sure. I happen to think they do need uh, a much better wing than an injured Chris Middleton to, to win a championship. And, um, and so maybe, but, that, but the thing is they're stuck with his salary. Mm-hmm, that's right. And they just, so, they just, re- he just resigned, just did an extension. Right. right. That doesn't mean he can't be fine by game 20 or game five or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's now it's an ongoing problem. And, and I don't, I don't think it's going to suddenly be solved. Yeah. Normally it's not right with knees. Right. You know, what's so funny about this, David, like, I feel like in the NBA players and coaches can avoid these kinds of situations where now this becomes a story. If they just come up out up front from the beginning and just stop it from speculation, it's the speculation that causes it yeah. to now become talk on whatever the stupid morning shows are, right? If you just come out and say on media day, you know, still I'm, I'm on track to be ready to play. You know, we're going to be smart about, and you, and you answer it that way as opposed to, right? Oh no, full go. No problem. And all of a sudden, you know, he's not practicing today. Well, what happened? And now it starts this whole thing. And I get it. I know why they don't want to say it up front. I understand that, but there's ways in which, and it's not just injuries. You can do with free agency too. Yes, I know that my contract is up at the end of the year. And of course, free agency is something I'm going to I'm going to talk about. I will not be entertaining free agency thoughts throughout the year. Right? And it stops all of this. But when you leave it hanging, it's catnip, right? And so all right, we're gonna we're gonna poke at it. Right? That's what that's what gets done. And I just felt like to your point, yes, I agree. Handled poorly by by Adrian Griffin uh yesterday. Yeah, as a rookie coach, and this is this is all part of it. You know, I think Pop would probably have handled it differently. Um, I, he's smart. He'll figure some stuff out. Uh, the, the issue is to me, the, the betting markets as much as anything, uh, the, you know, they want transparency mm-hmm. and this isn't that. So the league has to come, I think around on how do we best inform our populace, right? You know, our fans and our gamblers of what really is happening so they can do their thing. 
we're making money on these gambling right. sites. We need to help them be, be transparent. With something though, David, healthcare, which is private, right? I completely agree. So yep. it's this very, like, wh- this is the challenge, you yeah. know, <laughs> like yeah. Chris Middleton shouldn't have to tell everybody in the world, every single detail about his injury. Like, and no, we don't do that anywhere else. That's not a thing. Right. But because yeah. betting markets are involved, how much of the injuries, the injuries do the public have to know about? It's very, it's all fascinating. And, you know, listen, we are, we're already down this slope. Once we started taking money for all this, this was, this was definitely going, going to happen. All right, David, uh, earlier this week, well, yesterday, actually, uh, True Hoop put out a wonderful piece. You guys should also be subscribed to TrueHoop.com. Uh, and David put 64 players. And I thought, what a wonderful round number that is. 64 players that are good and gettable right now. Um, and you know the, the genesis for this was that there are, and it, according to your estimation, David, 18 teams that have designs on we can make the conference finals. Well, as everyone knows, the math doesn't right. Only eight teams are going to make it, right? Or four teams, excuse me. So 14 are going to be shit out of luck. But what are the things that we're going to do to bolster ourselves so that we are in best position to not only get to the conference finals but hopefully get lucky, get to an NBA finals, and possibly win? And you put us a, a variety of scenarios out on the board um, that, that teams could do. I want to start. I, so many of them are fascinating. I want to start in, in Atlanta, and I love what you did there because you, you can go two tracks. You've always maintained that Trey is an elite offensive player, and you you don't just give away guys like that, right? That's just no. However, we've seen some. We've seen we've seen one awesome playoff run out of this team that prompted us to say. Hey, they could possibly win the win the whole thing in the future. And then we've seen some not great stuff. Uh, Trey is on his third head coach right now. And if this doesn't work with with uh, Quinn Snyder, that's 0 for 3. And you said in the police, that's a strikeout. Um, not good. So, and Trey has defensive issues, which you've talked about as well. Um, you know, what does all of that mean? Sure, we can keep Trey and, and figure out, let's move this forward. Let's, let's. Let's let's make things happen here. Or we can say, you know what? This is probably not going to happen. And then if he's available, that's someone who will generate a lot in return if you're able to move him. Yeah, I mean, I know Atlanta has considered trading Trey. They've considered not trading Trey. Atlanta has some design has some designs on getting a a, a premier all star level, all NBA level player to pair with, uh, with Trey who, and, and also not with Trey. I think they've looked at everything. It doesn't mean they'll get a deal. And so at some point they just have to measure, can we win with Trey to the level we want consistently? Uh, otherwise, you know, are we going to lose a third coach under him with, with Quinn? Mm-hmm. Um, who clearly can prove, you know, he's proved he can build a winner in the regular season. Um, and so it's, it's a fascinating thing. And who could take Trey and, and help him reach his full potential, get him to be a little bit ornery on defense, which I think is possible, and uh, get him to shoot better. He shot poorly last year mm-hmm. for him, very, very poorly. Uh, shot selection matters. He's young player still. Yeah, so, yeah, they're a fascinating team that can – and there's a number of teams. Toronto's another one that mm-hmm. can really go up mm-hmm. and really go down. Yeah. You know? Well, you just mentioned them. Toronto was the other one I thought was super fascinating. Um, there's problems in, in, in Toronto, and there's no other way other way around that. Um we saw a media day this week where a, report, a reporter asked a question to Masai Ujiri about, you know, normally, you know, you look at contract extensions and then she was talking about Pascal, um, but you didn't give him one. Um, and he said, you know, and Masai kind of went in this thing about, well, you know, 
We want to make sure our guys are playing the right way. And basically intimated that that Pascal was playing selfish last year. Um, and the team was and it was playing like a bunch of individuals last year and not as a team. And I was like, oh, well, that's not great. Um, and you wrote in your piece, if Pascal's always said he's done nothing but love Toronto, that's normally a thing that teams like to hear. And so for the head of the team, the president, to come out and say, oh, well, you know, Pascal, this guy who loves our organization is playing selfish, that to me suggests bad times. And maybe Pascal now has a lot less love for Toronto. And if that is the case, David, he and OG and OB, we already know, has already um, said that he's not happy there and wants to do more. Those are two valuable players that could get back a ton for Toronto and could help contenders. I have to tell you, uh, I've been covering the league since 07 when I joined ESPN. I've had NBA players since 2003 uh, on court, and I've never experienced a situation where a team president basically pisses on his team and his best player from something that happened in last season after you've already fired your coach. Um, it, by the way, what he said is inaccurate. The, 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 first of all, he didn't really say Siakam unself, right, right. selfish. He intimated right. it. He handled it very poorly. Masai did. Right. Uh, Pascal was coming off a career year and it says 5.8. I looked it up just to be sure. Uh, of the top 24 top scores, he's 24th in 24 a game, whatever it was. Um, he finished, uh, I think he was 18th in, uh, in seconds per touch of those top 24. Of the, of the five guys who touched it less than him per, in terms of amount of time he had the ball per, per, per touch, uh, four were big guys and one was Jalen Brown, who can't dribble. <laughs> so, so you could call him selfish, but then you're, you're saying every other player in that league is selfish too. Uh, when they had the ball even more than him per touch. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a stupid thing to say. Uh, OG's assists went down. Fred Van Vliet's went up, but you got rid of him for nothing. You let him leave for nothing. Um, uh, Pirtle isn't much of a passer either way. Their team had more assists this year than last year. And then more importantly than that, you just don't have to say that out loud on media day when everything else is puppy dogs and ice cream. Mm-hmm. Right? All you had to say is, it was last year. He was asked about a comment he made last year. Just say well, that was last year. Right, yeah. We have a different team. We have an entire new coaching staff. I think maybe they kept one staffer from last year. I'm not going to talk about last year anymore. We're going to go this year. And then you can say what you want to say about the extension. I, you know, we're waiting and seeing. We're, we're, we're negotiating. It's an easy way to say it. He pissed on his best player. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh, OG's already said, I'm going to free agency. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've heard, I think Siakam probably ends up doing the same thing. They can test the open market. And now what does Toronto do? Right. Do they do they trade those guys? And who wants them when they could just leave? Someone might. Uh, but Toronto's not going to get full value for them because that team doesn't know if they're going to stay. So now he may be faced in the same calendar year. Not the same calendar year. The same one year, 365 days, losing Van Vliet, Siakam, and uh, uh, OG for nothing. That's not great. Yeah. Yeah. That's not great for a franchise. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and who gets those guys? If you, and, then, and then what if Portal just signed for a lot of money? He could have stayed in, he could have gone back to San Antonio, yeah. which yeah. is what a lot of people thought he was going to do, and be the center next to, next to Wemby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't need a shooting five when Wemby's your four. Yep. So he would have been terrific there. And, uh, but he came to Toronto, I think, because I mean, San Antonio paid him the same money. I think to play with these players, and now they're gone. Well, then what does he want to do there? And so you, you can't let him just play it out. But he's got years left in his contract, so you'll trade him. 
it's just weird what they're doing. And so we have to keep an eye on it because those guys can't help a team. And so an agent said to me in these situations before, uh, when, when my when my client's in a contract year, any team that wants to resign them will call us first. But any team that doesn't care and just wants a one-year rental doesn't have to call us. And so that means OG and Siakam could be traded uh, for, for whatever reason. And that's going to make a big difference for uh, one of those teams who is just renting them for a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like the Raptors did with Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. It worked out great. Exactly. Yeah. It did work out well. And being that they don't love Toronto anymore, depending on who those teams are, they may, they may want to stay, right? So they can maybe work something out where it's like, oh, we like it here. A team like yep. a team like Memphis, for instance, right? Where you say, wow, I could be part of this young core. Memphis is fun. We got to – I'd sign an extension here to play with John, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain for the next four or five years. That could work out, right? So I think well, – Not 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 for those two guys because they want too much money, probably, but for right. other team. You're exactly right. That's the bet, mm-hmm. in my opinion – that these teams will make is we don't need a promise from you. We're, we're going to be a competitive in the free agent market and you're going to have a year with us or a half a year, whatever, mm-hmm. where you're going to see how we're going to use you. That's why they might do it thinking we can still get the guy, yeah. but they were not, you're not going to get full value for the trade because the team doesn't know that as opposed to if you had signed Pascal to an extension right. in June, mm-hmm. you, you could have traded him in December, November right. and been just fine. Exactly. And the team knows we got him under contract, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see there. Uh, what the other team I want to talk about is Brooklyn. Um, you kind of said I want to stand pat because a I want to see what Ben Simmons looks like and everything that I've seen and heard and talked to uh, people around there. He's looking good. Um, he's looking very healthy and very fit. And if he's running up and down and being like the Ben Simmons, like you said, eighty to ninety percent of what he was in Philly with those wings and Bridges and Johnson and. Dorian Finney-Smith and Claxton, and Claxton at the five. And I mean, this is a, becomes a very intriguing team. Um, and they yeah. and they can do some things, right? Because there's a little bit of uh, du- uh, duplicity there with some players. You can move somebody and get maybe a little bit better on-ball juice guy, like a Jordan Poole, right? Um, if Simmons are those things, right? And then you have a ton of space. Jock Vaughn did say, shock to nobody's surprise who understands basketball. When I have Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons out there, I got to make sure the other three can really provide space. Like, yeah, because you got two non-shooters. And playing two non-shooters in today's NBA is almost death if you don't have a ton of uh, on-ball juice and shooting around them. Yeah, for sure. I think I even wrote that, that Jordan Poole with the Nets mm-hmm. is intriguing. Is that the team yep, I mentioned? Did. Yep. Um, yeah, so, yeah. That, that, I just felt like I don't want to talk about the Nets until I see what Ben Simmons is. Mm-hmm. Because if he's terrible, then, then they got to start thinking about trading some of those other players. So they are all bring a lot of value back. Mm-hmm. If he can be elite defensively and just average on offense, okay, we got something cooking here. Because mm-hmm. they can really be a top five defensive team. And that already makes them interesting, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just Especially if he's a facilitator on offense. You know, he's got his own flaws. But you're not going to play him in fourth quarters if, if he's just that, mu- that much of a negative. Right. But um, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. And I, I, uh, we'll all be watching very closely yeah. how he looks. The first time he drops the free throw line and gets fouled, mm-hmm. then that's his stance crazy oh yeah and i mean it'll you know like it was last year you'll i'll be able to tell right away when i watch the game I bet it's how, how he runs and how he's walking is will give me an easy indicator of how that what kind of shape that back is right. that for his sake right. uh we hope it's good all right guys i'll uh, we'll be back after this quick commercial break this episode of true hoop is brought to you by better help hey guys gerard from true hoop here if you had an extra hour in your day what would you do it's a hell of a question would you maybe go for a run take a nap read a book Maybe show up for a friend. Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, 
But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, we uh, we mentioned Media Day and some comings and goings uh, happening. Uh, David, did you see Jimmy Butler's new emo look at Media Day? <laughs> I don't know who emo is. <laughs> well, emo is short for the, it's for the kids called emotional, right? It's a, it's this whole tie into uh, like you know certain kind of bands and 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 boys who like wear their hair long and like paint their nails and they're all it's just it's just silly, but like. And they have piercings, and it's just all—it's hilarious. But he, Jimmy Jimmy Butler has his own personality. <laughs> He's hilarious. It doesn't bother me one bit. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't really read about it. I don't really care. <laughs> but um, I like that he's got a personality. Let me tell you something. Without going into detail, uh, the Heat got something going on. They really do a great job behind the scenes. I'll tell you off air. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they just do a great job behind the scenes. And I'm talking about management and coaches. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why they've made two finals in four years without a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. uh, without one of the best players in the league, and almost made three. So would you Jimmy say, so would you say Jimmy not a Hall of Famer? Do we not think he's? I, I haven't looked up the stats of that, but um, has he made All NBA like more than once? Like I don't know. I think he's got um, he's got at least three All NBAs. I would I would say he's a great he's a great player uh, for sure. And and uh, but you know he also takes some time off in the regular season. Um, but regardless, what they've done is, is tremendous and, and there's a reason why. So letting Jimmy be Jimmy, it, it, every team should be copying the same thing. They all should be doing what Miami does. Uh, Jimmy Butler was conference finals MVP last year. He has been a six time all-star five time all NBA and five time wow. all defense. So, so, okay. He's all of Famer. Mm-hmm. So they have one all of Famer mm-hmm. still. Yeah. It's uh, two and four and almost three and four. Pretty, pretty uh, impressive. Uh, Pretty amazing, yeah. So I, I give them uh, – they're just they're, – they're the model of the league right now, in my opinion. What, Everyone should be copying them. What I love about Jimmy is when he does this – remember last year he came out with the extensions. Jimmy's a troll because it's media day. So what happens on media day, for those of you guys that don't know, is when all the photos are taken for the team media guide, for all the promo materials they're going to be doing all season. Like that's what it's for. And Jimmy knows that – this photo that I'm taking is going to be the photo that gets put up every time I'm on national TV, right? And it's just it's it's hilarious, and he he knows that this is what it is. Yeah. So I'm gonna have this photo up because it's it's funny. And that, listen, I I I love that. Sometimes we take he's this a clever stuff, dude. We take this stuff too seriously, and like Jimmy's like, come on, we we, we got to have some fun here. So this yeah. is this is awesome. I I enjoy that a, a great deal. Uh, Lakers, uh, David, have been doing a lot of talking. Anthony Davis said. You know, we get it. The Nuggets won. KCP's my boy. Of course, KCP played for the Lakers. Um, but man, they do a lot of talking. Like, I know y'all won, but, like, I talked to Bron about that. We're, we're looking forward to playing them. Austin Reeves said something similar this week during during uh, training camp. Yeah, it gives a lot of motivation for playing them on, on ring night, whatever. 
guys. You need motivation like that to decide you're going to play? How about the fact that they swept you in the conference finals the year before? And as I always say, Victor got the spoils. They won. So they can do all the talking they want. And mind you, they're not even talking. The Nuggets are like, what are you, what are you talking about? We, we haven't said anything about the Lakers. Like, what? Like we're not even thinking about that. I mean, Malone, I think during his championship celebration was kind of poking fun at LeBron because remember when they when they swept the the Lakers yeah. and LeBron did his whole I might retire and Malone was like why are we talking about the Lakers and LeBron we're the ones who are going to the NBA finals why are we talking about this guy and this team so you know th- listen athletes use whatever kind of slights real or invented to get themselves hyped up for whatever reason bottom line Lakers if you're going to beat the Denver Nuggets this year in the postseason AD you got to be the best player on the floor in that series Will you? We don't know. Time will tell. We will get to AD in our last segment. <laughs> well, we might or we might not. You might. <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get into it. I, I have nothing to say about your what you said is right. That these guys they come up with it, whatever slight they want, right. whatever. It, none of that shit matters. Like, are you going to be better in a four game in a seven game series? Right. That's what matters. We'll find out. Right. All right. So we're doing our, our season previews, guys, and I thought David and I would have a fun exercise of figuring out who will be the top 15 players at the end of the season. So essentially, it's all NBA, but I made it very clear, David. It's not teams. I don't care about positions. Who do you think the 15 best guys are going to be? And I want to start here, David. Maybe you know this off the top of your head, maybe you don't. How many players do you have over the age of 30 in your top 15? Uh, good amount. Wow. I'm looking at my list right now. It's a good amount. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. I only have two. And th- for the first time ever, this may be blasphemous. People might be like, what are you, crazy? For the first time ever, David, in the history of, well, not the history of the league, but since he's been in the league, I do not have LeBron James in my top 15 at the end of this season. You better be careful. The Lakers may switch from talking about Denver to talking about you. He's not, LeBron, you're on my list, buddy. I got five over 30. Just looking at it, uh, I'm pretty sure I got, I think five's the right number. Joker's not 30. He's not 30, no. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. The God, Lakers may, I, I may be bullets yeah. and bourbons over the Lakers saying yeah. like I don't have LeBron and, and well, since the cat, cat's out of the bag now. I don't have Anthony Davis in the top 15 either. I, I already knew you didn't. I do. <laughs> I've got both. So let's go through it. Okay. I did it. Um, I did it just through just looking at rosters. Yeah. Um, uh, and just the, uh, the two guys I don't have. You don't have those Lakers. I don't have any Clippers. Neither do I. No Clippers. Yeah. It felt weird that I don't mm-hmm. have PG or Kawhi, mm-hmm. but I don't. I've got. So I, what, you want to start at 15 to 1? Yeah. Let's start, let's start towards the, the even though it, it's not. Guys, it's just grouping. I didn't go one to fifteen, but I'll, I'll start towards the bottom, quote unquote. And I'm using air quotes, guys, of my list. I yeah. don't think they're bottom players, but let's just start there. So these are the five yeah. that I have: Jaron Jackson Jr., Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, John Morant. I have uh, Marketing, Donovan, Zion, Tyrese, and Tatum. So and I didn't really I didn't really order right it. exactly. I, I, they're, they're they're towards the end, but um, the, any one of those guys exactly. could be up. And, and I'm glad you mentioned De'Aaron Fox because he he definitely is a guy. That if I was going to drop LeBron, I would put Fox in there. I won't put Morant because he's 25 games is a long time. So it was tough for me yeah. with the Morant thing. I was like, but he's going to miss so much of the season. But I was like, do I really think in the 
however the 58 games he plays, he's not going to be one of the best players in the league. It's just, it's all, yeah. it's always hard when you, cause you only have 15 slots. So you have to make decisions about who am I bumping out and putting in. And listen, listen, we saw Christian Brown run circles, run dudes in the NBA finals after not playing a lot all year. Jaw's going to be like a Ferrari and everyone else going to be like an, an old three-legged camel. <laughs> you know, he's going to be right with 25 games in, you're kind of thinking all-star break now and he's going to be fucking zooming. Yeah. So I was like, I got to put him in. And David, you know how much I love seven footers who could shoot. It pained yeah. me not putting Laurie Market in, in this top 15 because I wanted to so badly, but I was like, fucking hell, I don't have too many spots. Yeah. I think, I think the jazz are going to be better. Because they're just going to be better. Mm-hmm. They, you know, let, unless they decide to get rid of some guys, which they might. And uh, as the, those other guys step up and play better, like Walker Kessler and Taylor Hendricks is a rookie, might be interesting to play so with Laurie Laurie. So I have Laurie in there. Yeah. All right. Next group of five, I got a pair of teammates Book, KD, I got Steph, I got Tatum, and I got Zion. Yeah, I, I understand. To me, just when you miss as much as he's missed, I didn't want to put him in my my second group. Although, again, I didn't really for Zion. Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just missing so much time. But uh, I have teammates as well. They play for the Lakers. <laughs> hey, LA, Gerard doesn't have Braun and AD in there. I do. I've got Braun, AD. Uh, again, I, I Shea probably deserves to be top five. So it's not really fair that I'm looking at it this way. But just as I listed off of my head, mm-hmm. I have Braun, AD, Shea. And then KD and Steph. Okay. Yeah. And then in my top five, we're probably going to be just the same. I got SG up there because I just think he's coming. Giannis, Embiid, yeah. Luka, and of course, Jokic. Yeah. Uh, I have Dame Willard in there. Yeah. Dame didn't make my top 15 either. Yeah. Uh, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. You might, he might rap about you. <laughs> okay. So I got he Dame to rap about, about me. me. Lakers got yeah. me up on their board for right. sports. <laughs> right. I think Dame is going to be sick for Milwaukee. I really do. He, listen, it, it, he, according to EPM, he was the best offensive player in the league last year. Damian Lillard. Yeah. Um, if he is that with Giannis and Tendakupo this year, look out. Um, I mean, he, he did that with nobody next to him. Shaden Sharp. Correct. Anthony Simons is nice, but right. I mean, they got Giannis. It, they and do. Lopez inside, it's going to help a lot too. Uh, defensively, I think Dame's going to be really fantastic it um you know doing it this could be the argument right for we got to expand to four it's like no just keep it at three all nba teams it's just look the league is just good and at some point right your kds your staffs your lebron these guys are gonna eventually age out of this like they, or yeah. it, or injuries gonna age them out right like it's just going yeah. to happen because we only have so many spots yeah but i think lebron is you know he's Got his son to think about and um, for motivation, yeah. and uh, and the Lakers can win a championship this year. Yeah, you said it. The Lakers can. Yeah, the Lakers win a championship. So I think we're going to see both of. It, it reminds me of them when they first joined him and AD. Like they were just super focused. I I did not think they were so conjoined last year. I feel like they have figured out again. And 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 LeBron's got his record out of the way. He's got his points record out of the way. Yeah, I mean, Darvin Ham. We'll see. We'll see if Darvin got better. But they've had all offseason to work together. I just have a sense that they're going to come out firing. And, you know, everything LeBron does, we all know, is calculated. And LeBron said yeah. during media day this week that AD is the face of this Lakers franchise now, right? So He, he said that before, too. Yes. So this is – Year one. He is lighting – like, look, man, the reason that I, I partner with you is because you could extend my championship winning window. Well, I'm yeah. laying the gauntlet down to you again. You know what I'm going to bring at this stage of my career. Now, at this stage of his career, LeBron is still, he cannot carry a team 
by himself. Like he just he just can't do it. So he needs AD to fulfill his destiny, making him sound like Luke Skywalker now, right? And become the player we think he could be, which is a MVP DPOI. David, you know Anthony Davis in his career has only finished in the top five in MVP voting twice. Amazing. For a player yeah, that talented, that is a shame. He might he might get it this year again. And, and, yeah, and I could see LeBron leading the league in assists again or close to it. If AD's healthy, obviously. Yeah, I really like their team a lot. Yeah, no, you 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 like it a lot. Austin Reeves is gonna be excellent for them. Yeah. Rui, oh man, Vanderbilt. This look, if again, injuries we can't predict, we don't know. All things being equal, the Lakers will be very, very interesting to watch as they always are. All right, folks, we have uh, preseason basketball in just about 15 minutes here in in, yep. uh, in Abu Dhabi. Why do you think we're in Abu Dhabi, guys? Any any thoughts? I got some thoughts about why we're there. Can, can, I, can I leave you with this? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, you can't WhatsApp in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> like, the NBA should not be in countries where you they don't uh, WhatsApp. David can't reach out to his players. We got, I got to talk to these guys. Yeah, well, they can call me and text me. They just can't WhatsApp me because that's encrypted. Yeah. yeah. And the other stuff is all trapped. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, because The NBA should, shouldn't be playing games. Like, it just, wow. it's, I mean, I understand we, why they We do know it. why I mean, they're in Abu Dhabi, David. Yeah. We, we know exactly it's, why. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to me. Yeah, well, and the NBA is already down that road. So, you know, this is this is where we are. All right, we'll have our preseason games to talk about uh, this weekend, too. It'll be a ton, and we'll have some stuff. Early looks. I, I imagine maybe we won't see a ton of, like, the main older superstar guys just because we're not trying to wear these guys out right now. I think you'll see some in Abu Dhabi, though, okay. because they want to give the fans a show. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if Luca and Kyrie and all those guys are starting, and Anthony Edwards and Gobert and mm-hmm. Towns. Oh, speaking of, really quick, it, it, just to tie it back to your 64 uh, players who were gettable, the Mavericks probably have an opportunity, because you mentioned, right, if they're going to start Omax Prosper and these young guys like they're talking about, it's possibly to enhance their trade value. They want to get a third kind of good guy to go along with Luka and Kyrie. It's There's the two way to look at it, Gerard. First of all, I think they'll start today. Uh, 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 the one argument is let's let's get them play well and let's move them for a third guy. The other argument is we're three years away from Luka's Supermax extension. Again, uh, uh, I think Lively is 20 and Omax just turned 21. Mm-hmm. And they're and in three years – um, they'll they they get a chance to sign their extension. Mm-hmm. They could do it with Luca, mm-hmm. and so the idea is this is who you're going to play with mm-hmm. in our next deal mm-hmm. when you're in your prime, in a sense. So they'll have to they can play it by ear and see how things go. Yeah. It starts today. Yeah, no, it's awesome. All right, guys, uh, have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.